Hey, what's up, angels? Happy International Women's Day. Uh-huh. I am so happy to be a woman. We run the world. Y'all already know. Like, we run things. And the sooner everyone accepts it, the better off everyone will be. <laughs> but we need you, men. We really do need you. So, y'all don't be acting like we don't need them because, you know, we need them. Okay? Um, and I might get some flack for it, but I don't care. I think men are beautiful. And, uh, uh yeah, that's that, that, that. Anyways. <laughs> What's up, Anchor Family? Listen, I got to give love to you guys you guys give love to me all the time spidey heck specifically has been serenading me spidey heck you got the girls loving you so i need you to be able to sing more on other people's podcasts i know that you said you only sing on mine and that's fine but you have a gift so you have to use it speaking of gifts we cannot be denying our gifts if you have a gift any gift you need to be exploiting it because the person who hides their gift is the most wicked person that's in the bible that's biblical um and whether you believe in the bible or not that's just it is what it is like if you have something that you can do really really well and you decide not to share it with the world like it's so disrespectful because Someone needs to see your gifts or hear your gifts. That's just what I'm saying. That's all I got to say about gifts. And um, obviously, I have the gift of gab because I can talk forever. Uh, <laughs> but I also know that as far as what my personality, I'm very eclectic. People like, you know, I'm the person that if you were lost and you ran into a gas station, you would come right to me and ask me for directions, whether I work there or not. Or I'm the person that if your baby is screaming in line at the market or at a store, that I can look at your baby and your baby will stop crying. And you'll be like, what the hell? Or I'm also the person that little kids come right up to and start talking to. Yes. And I have to tell the parents, I'm a baby magnet. This is just what they do. And the parents are always in awe, like, my baby doesn't like anyone. But they just come talk to you. I'm that girl. Or I'm the girl that your dogs run up to and don't want to go home with you. They want to go home with me. Like, I'm that person. And so when I first, um, uh, when that first started happening to me when I was younger, it used to make me feel really uncomfortable. Or I'm the person that, like, babies stare at or people stare at. And I'm just like, at, at, when it first started happening to me, I was like, this is so annoying. And I would be so frustrated. And I would be, you know, a little aggravated. And it would be visible that I was aggravated. But then, you know, coming into myself as far as, like, being an actor or performer... Um, I realized that it's something called the it factor, you know, and I don't know if you ever heard of it, but it's called the it factor. Like you either got it or you don't. And once I realized I had the it factor, 
it actually made my life a lot easier. I was able just to accept the fact that I was going to be that person that people were going to automatically start speaking to. Um, and I'm okay with it now. Like I actually embrace it as part of my gifts. Um, I use it to my advantage. I don't exploit it though. You know what I mean? Like I don't, I don't use it for bad, like if you will. I I think it's like a superpower, to be honest with you. If you want to, if you really want me to analyze it, that's kind of how I envision it as a superpower, and that you just don't abuse your superpowers, um, because not everybody has it. And not to say that just because you don't have the it factor, you don't you're not special. That's not what I'm saying at all. You are special, um, but people with the it factor, it's a little bit different. It really is like life just treats you all the way different. But anyways, I'm rambling. I just thought I would talk to you a little bit about, I guess, the it factor. I'm telling you, I never plan what I'm going to say. It's just really off the cuff. I've never used that term before. I always hear it, but I never get to use it. So I'm just having a moment like off the cuff. Like seriously, Jennifer, it was just off the cuff. I might come back with you guys to you guys a little bit later. Um, as always, I love you, my I love you, my angels. I do. I think you guys are the most um, intelligent people that roam the earth. I think you guys like you guys make my day. And if I've never told you before, I'm definitely. Well, children, where there's so much racket, there must be something out of kilter. I think that twixt the Negroes of the South and the women at the North all talking about rats, the white man will be in a fix pretty soon. But what's all this here talking about? That man over there says that women need to be helped into carriages and lifted over ditches and to have the best place everywhere. Nobody ever helps me into carriages over mud puddles or gives me any best place and ain't I a woman? Look at me. Look at my arm. I have plowed and planted and gathered into barns and no man could head me. And ain't I a woman? I could work as much and eat as much as a man when I could get it. And bear the lash as well. And ain't I a woman? I've born 13 children and see most all sold off to slavery. And when I cried out with my mother's grief, none but Jesus heard me and ain't I a woman? Then they talk about this thing in the head. What's this they call it? 
intellect. That's it, honey. What's that got to do with women's rights or Negroes' rights? If my cup don't hold but a pint and yours holds a quart, wouldn't you be mean not to let me have my little half measure full? Then that little man in black there, he says that women can't have as much rights as men because Christ wasn't a woman. Where did your Christ come from? Hmm? Where did your Christ come from? From God and a woman, man had nothing to do with him. If the first woman God ever made was strong enough to turn the world upside down all alone, these women together ought to be able to turn it back and get it right side up again. And now they is asking to do it. The men better let them. Right, Angie Ray. Well, Angela's do have a touch of crazy. You're listening to Angie Ray. Keep listening, cause she'll cut a bitch. Angie Ray, I know you know who this is. I was listening to you talking about them, them wards. I don't ever listen to them, but you was talking about how you hoped maybe that uh, you would be there, that you'd get one. Well, I'm going to tell you the same thing that I told my daughter, Emily. If you want it bad enough, you can get it. And if you want to work hard enough, and and I believe you do, I think you mean what you're saying. And uh, if uh, you got a, a real cute personality, and you got a real good voice. And I think if you want it bad enough, you get it. And I just hope I live long enough to see you get it. Because I don't watch that show. But if you get it, I'll sure watch it. And I take Angie Ray, what's up, Queen? I just wanted to take the time to say I appreciate your love and your support. Thank you for favoriting my station. I hope you enjoy my content. I hope that you continue to thrive and succeed and push out a positive message. Don't stop until you make it to the top. God bless. Angie Ray, thank you so much for your continuous support. I hope you're enjoying the content. Grind so you shine and God bless. What's up, angels? I just wanted to check in with you guys today. Um, I figured I would give you guys a little background about myself um, and how I got started in the entertainment industry. Um, It actually started here in Atlanta, Georgia. I was an extra on the movie The Fighting Temptations with Cuba Gooding Jr. and Beyonce. And I swear, it was a church scene. I don't know if you can see me, but I am like in the second row to the left, which is the opening scene. Second row to the left um, in bright clothes and my hair is super short. And I clapped that day for 12 hours on set. And I ate filet mignon. And, I mean, we ate very, very, very well on set. It was just, I think that's when I got bit by the acting bug. Because I was like, wow, if I can clap for 12 hours and get a check 
and eat filet mignon? Um, let me, <laughs> let me step back and figure out what I'm going to do with my life. So that's what I did. And um, then I went to performing arts school in L.A. So I went to the American Musical and Dramatic Academy there. And I learned everything I, I needed to know about um, the craft. I mean, not you're not going to learn everything in two years, but I learned the basics. And um, that's kind of where I'm at today. So, um, yeah. Then I was on a web series. I've been on Telemundo. I was on Caso Cerrado. Um, and it's been like, it's been a journey, but I, I wouldn't, man, I wouldn't change anything for the world. So that's a little bit about my, uh, my acting. Chime in, call in, ask me questions. What's going on, angels? It's your girl, Angie Ray. I hope you guys are having a great afternoon. I definitely am. So, I wanted to take this segment to let you guys know why I celebrate other people. Um, even people I don't even know. I always appreciate, I've been doing it for years too. I always celebrate other people um, because I feel like there's a lot. there's not a lot of people out there doing that. And every single time I've celebrated someone, God has blessed me. And so I still want God to bless me. So I keep showing out love. That's it. Uh, case in point, in order to be a professional or be recognized as a professional performer in the acting world, there's a um, entity called the Screen Actors Guild or SAG for short. And in order to join SAG, which is a union, they they present difficult hoops for you to jump through. Almost impossible. And I won't go into details here, but I there's an easy way and there's a hard way to get into SAG. And the easy way is almost impossible. But if you get it, then it's easy, <laughs> if this makes sense. So one day I was working on a, ser- a mini-series and I really just enjoyed the energy on set. I really just enjoyed everyone there. And I wasn't even doing anything but background. I mean, all I was doing was being an extra. And I went on social media and I was supporting um, the miniseries. It's called The Unwritten Rules. And um, I did that without anyone asking me. Okay. And I just felt like more people needed to hear about this miniseries so I just started promoting her and I didn't she didn't ask me to or anything well a couple months go by and she sends me an email and she's like hey you have been showing me so much love I want to do something for you um I'm gonna go ahead and taft Hartley you in to the union so I'm going to write a part for you. Um, I need you to come in and be this character called Marilyn. And so I was like, you're going to write a what? <laughs> you're going to write a part for me? Um, I've Now, mind you, I was in L.A. for seven years struggling to even get into the union, which like I told you before, it was nearly impossible. So this lady who I barely know, because I was showing love to her, decided to show love back to me, and she taft me in, which is basically um, 
basically in, in in a short form if a producer feels like there's not another actor out there to do or play the part they will pay a penalty to the Screen Actors Guild in order for you to become this character that they want which is called a Taff Hartley and major productions they do it major productions do it but I didn't think that she would do that for me but she did and that was really God because God kept telling me to keep promoting her so if God is telling you to do something for someone or your higher power is telling you to do something for someone just do it because you never know that it might be a blessing in disguise so that's my little feel-good story I hope you guys liked it that's a little bit about me so yes now I'm SAG eligible for life until I join the union but it's the very thing that I need to be recognized as a professional actor. And that's that. So, all right, guys. Bye. Have you had a long day? I suggest you kick back and listen to Angie Ray. Angie Ray, y'all. Stay tuned, angels. More to come. Okay, okay, a lot of you have asked me, what is your social media? Well, that's a lie. Nobody asked me that, but I'm about to tell you. I'm about to tell y'all my other social media. Okay, I'm on Instagram at Angie Ray, A N J I R A Y. I'm also on Facebook at Angie Ray Productions. I'm also on Snapchat, Angie Ray, um, and Twitter, Angie Ray as well. So yeah, that's my shameless plug. Okay, okay. <laughs> Y'all, I'm lit. Okay, listen. If you like to follow me on any of those entities, I welcome it. I try to have um, a variety of content. So, uh, yeah, there's there's the tea. Okay, honey. Ciao, booze. Okay, angels. So, this is about basically how I started, how I put together my first film. I, um... There is a competition called the 48-Hour Film Project. You guys should go look it up. Um, and basically, it happens in every city. And you compete to basically have the best film. Um, and then you go to Cannes uh, during the Cannes Film Festival. And you're able to premiere your film. So, that was the competition that I joined. Um, it was here in Atlanta. But they have it, like I said, in every city. And I basically put a audition notice out on Facebook and I did it for, I, for a week. So, I mean, it opened on Monday, closed on Friday and I was serious. Um, and I got a lot of responses of people who wanted to work with me and, um, I was really surprised because I have never I've never put a film together before. Um and actually let's go back. I they had these auditions, um, casting calls for the forty eight hour film project and I was like, well, you know what, let me go to one of these auditions and see if I could be on someone's team. 
And when I got there, the lady was like, okay, so you're going to be, um, so what's the name of your team? I was like, well, I don't know. Cause I actually am here to audition. And she was like, are you sure you want to audition or are you sure you sure you don't want to be like a team leader? Like you don't want to be the director. And I was like, uh, I never thought about it. She's like, you have a, you have a production company, right? I was like, yeah, but it was, it was really more so fear than anything. So I was like, well, you know what? Let me just, um, let me sit back and watch and, and I'll decide by the end of the night. And so she was like, okay. So by the end of the night, I was participating as a team leader. Um, and I was scared crazy because I had not even really planned for it. Um, it was like a month out before the film was to begin. Um, and let me tell you about this competition. So you're not to be able, the only thing that you can do is secure your location and that's it and your team. So you can't pre-write the script you can't come up with any uh, t- uh like any topics any scenarios you can't come up with anything like no music i mean you can have like music releases um from artists but you can't like you just can't plan the, the actual sh- um shooting of the movie so and then you don't even know what the movie's going to be about like you have you literally pick it out of the hat and that begins your 48 hours so we all met at this off-site location and i it was like a rabbit in a hat i picked um road mystery so road movie mystery which was amazing um and we wrote the script directed oh we wrote produced everything within 48 hours like literally i got it i got the film in well we got the film in like two minutes before they closed the doors like we were rendering the film inside of the vehicle so yeah anyways um long story short i was able to secure sponsors um so we had our coffee sponsors we had we had a chef on on set like it was really a really nice experience and a lot of people came up to me at the end of the shoot and where they were like this is the best set experience i've ever had and that means more to me than anything because um to be on a set and to have people who don't know what they're doing or it be unprofessional or it's just it's sad because you're dedicating your time you're almost getting paid nothing or sometimes you are getting paid nothing and all you want is decent food and decent people so at the end of the day um and i did this on a zero budget no budget like at all um i had everything from uh, everything donated to me and i mean I used my background in marketing to uh, and writing to request the things that I needed. So you can never say you can't do something because you can. It's within you. You just have to find the resources. And that's it, guys.